So, Snogo. What's up, 10K? Say if you got the the prime designer choice of choosing a superhero from, say, Marvel or DC and making them into a commander, um, who would you pick, man, and what would they do? I'll choose the Dark Knight. Yeah, I'd be the Bats. Dark Knight. Yeah, Batman. Choose him, your legendary creature, human rogue. Um, you gotta make him Demir. I feel like, you know, he'd he be in Gotham making sure shit is handled, but he'd be doing it in the night. So, you know, you gotta give it that Demir flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, a converted, let's see, his mana converter cost. Converted mana cost would be like maybe. Four piece? Four? A four piece? Okay, yeah, you know, like yeah, let's piece. make him like four two or five. And two. Let's make them four or five. Like okay, uh, okay. Two you Demir, got heat for him. Yeah, two yeah, two Demir, two generic, <laughs> three generic rather, or you know, four or five. And then he has Commander Nijutsu for just Demir. And whenever he deals damage, he can suspend a artifact spell in his hand. In your hand. From yeah, from mm-hmm. my hand. From uh and uh, the turns it suspended for is equal to the converted mana cost of that equipment. So when, and when it um finally when you cast it, attach it for free. Nasty. So you do got since you blew, you got the reduce the suspend counters in there. I see you with the tech. I see you putting a little bit of sauce. It's still damage. So it's like uh uh-uh. uh. Well, if I could give him double strike somehow. I like that you kept him Demir with some balance, and you could have threw the white in there, had him be Esper. Oh, no. Went ahead nah. and cheated it out. Nah. You know what I'm saying? For You're me. Cheat him out in the jutsu. For me, I'm gonna put my boy Bruce in that man. Bruce Banner, man, but he a MDFC. You feel me? He he two he two on the white. The the Incredible Hulk is like nine greens on the backside. <laughs> my, my man Bruce Banner come in as the first white card with like enrage. Whenever my boy Bruce takes damage, you gonna put a rage counter on my man Bruce. Now, when Bruce would die, I. You can return them to the battlefield as the Incredible Hulk. Okay, so we not paying that nine green. Man, no, no, no. You got to return them as Bruce. You just got to get them indestructible, lose it, then have them. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm saying you got to put a little bit of sauce in there. But when he the Incredible Hulk, each upkeep, my man going to get the smash counter, bro. Is he a planeswalker or a legendary creature? Yeah, legendary creature. Okay. We, we all creature over here. He going to get the smash counter, man. And you know, during combat, you can either remove X smash counter to buff the Incredible Hulk, my man coming wow. in as a nine nine. And this is just if Bruce Banner dies? With three or more rage counters okay. on him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know okay. What I'm okay. Making sure. You know what I'm saying? He he got one in the toughness, so you know. And how we get the rage counter again? He got it is he got enraged. White card with a rage. Also he when here. he takes damage, he gets Come on, man. Use your common sense, brother. Okay. <laughs> so okay. you know, when my boy Incredible Hulk attacks, we can remove these smash counters we've accumulated every upkeep to buff the Hulk. Or destroy artifacts and enchantments, man. Heat rock, man. Proud of it, man. Proud of it. Come and on, it's remove one or more. Yeah, like, well, you remove X. So okay, say if you so got five equal. smash counters on, we can remove four, get four things up out of here. Get my man's plus four, plus four. And you get the smash counters by each upkeep. Each oh, just each. My upkeep. man angry. Okay. He angry. He upset. Oh wait, and no. Okay, we're in Celestia. Okay. Come on. All right. So there's no second upkeeps. No, 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 no. Ain't no second upkeeps, but we do get put another counter on there. Oh. And one more. We get them hardened scales. I forgot we didn't agree. I don't know why I was, like, relieved. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, that's nothing. Okay. Man, ain't nothing like theory craft with some magic, man. I think we would have made some bad motherfuckers, man. 
Not even gonna lie. Definitely. The battering will be like a legendary equipment. I was about to say, I was thinking you was about to be like, my man constructs gadgets. We got gadget tokens. Oh, <laughs> shit. You know, man, he keeps coming up with better ideas, but. Man, we can go on for days, man. <laughs> we can go on for days. I, I need time. You know, welcome to, welcome to the Late Bloomers podcast, man. You already know it's your boy, 10K. It's your boy, Shnoga. The master. Come on, man. Master you got, you got you got you got rank out here, That's sir. Right. Yeah, I'm known <laughs> out here in these streets. We here with our final deep dive into the triple color commander precons from Adventures into the Forgotten Realms, and as the precon says, the Dungeons of Death. We're going to descend into these dungeons and see what Sephiroth of her many hidden ways uh, has to say. So let's get right into it, man. Get right into it. Um, Sephiroth, uh, she costs three, one of each. Esper, uh, white, blue, and black. Um, she has two abilities. So whenever one or more creatures, creature cards, is put into your graveyard from anywhere, venture into a dungeon. And this can only happen once each turn. Now, her second ability triggers off of you completing the dungeon. So whenever you complete a dungeon, return target creature from your graveyard onto the battlefield. That alone, I mean, just her, her on paper, I was hooked. Uh, what was your initial impressions, uh, Nate? I I was hooked too. I was like, this is a really good commander. Because way to push the new mechanic. We yeah. spent a lot of time talking about Venture and, and all that stuff. And this even gave more strength to Venture, as we will see later on. But they did give us two other commanders. They gave us another Esper commander, Nylahor, a.k.a. Cthulhu. Nylahor. Nylahor, Nylahor. I'm immature. So when Nylahor enters the battlefield, for each opponent, tap a target creature you control, and you gain control of target creature an opponent controls with power less than or equal to the tap creature's power that you have. And when you gain the creature, you can have that creature for as long as you control Nalahor. Yeah. Now, just as a, to get everybody up to speed, so I have three five five. All my opponents have four fours. I can tap all of these 5-5s five five due to the fact that 5 is bigger than 4. I can take one of each of my opponent's 4-4s, four so we're on the right page. Also, he has a second ability that whenever you attack with a creature that an opponent owns, not controls, owns, that player loses 2 life and you gain 2 life. So we're going to steal and swipe and drain these creatures. What were your impressions on them, Snow? Blink. All right, the only way for this command to like, successfully work is you have to blink. So, because you want to steal multiple things, and the problem is if you try to, like, have them enter the field some other way, well, sorry, you're going to need blink regardless, but what I really mean is you're going to need to blink in the first moment after you cast them the first time. So, as soon as that ability for you to take stuff goes onto the stack. On on the stack, you want to blink them, Mm -hmm. because then we can steal, like, X amount of things based off how many times we have his enter the battlefield ability trigger. And when it's time for all of them to resolve, he will always be on the battlefield. So it's like the game didn't recognize he left. Or like it recognizes he's leaving and with the blink. Well, actually, no, because when you blink, it's not like a recognition that it blink. It's just a recognition that you spe- you cast a spell to blink. Mm. So according to the game's rules, he's still there. By the time we're checking if we're going to steal this target creature and keep it. So, yeah. So since it never came onto the battlefield at that time, yeah. We're, we're keeping him. And we're just left. making selections. Yeah. Making multiple selections. I'll tell you, shout outs to you. 
I even with the blink, it took me long enough just to wrap around his convoluted ass wording. I feel like Wizards yeah. has done a good job <laughs> at like concising and paraphrasing yeah. wording. But it's like, man, why does this read like this? Yeah, man? it's very like Jeez. conditional and like restraining. But I think it's it's a pretty cool um Espa commander. Oh, I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. And it's different. You know, it's not looking yeah. into somebody's hand, casting something for free. I do like that between Sephiroth and Nalahor. You know aka Cthulhu. <laughs> you know Rubina? <laughs> Ru Rubina, uh, Rubine is a bant commander. Sounds... When you tap, take control of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah. choose. Okay, it's the same principle. Like you want to tap before the the ability resolves. You want to untap it and then tap it again to steal. So when it checks all the things on the stack, it's just like okay, well you remain tapped each time mm. you were stealing. Heat example. Yeah. Heat example. I see you. Come on, man. That's why you're here. Because Cthulhu was out of there, man. I was throwing him back in the <laughs> ocean. Though. I was throwing him back <laughs> in the ocean, though. But then I saw Armano Blue uh, Heroine, Men the Wildly Illusionist, queen. coming in for one generic and two blue. Awesome. Whenever you would draw your second card, you can create a 1-1 one, one illusion, and that creature has, it gets plus one, plus zero for each other illusion that you have onto the battlefield. But that second ability that comes in on men, whenever an illusion would die, you can put a permanent from your hand with converted mana cost less than or equal to the power of that illusion onto the battlefield. This is so heat because even if this 1-1 one, one dies, which, you know, you don't want to be aiming for, I can still put this land onto the battlefield. Pseudo creates some ramp. And she was so damn good, I almost thought about just pulling out this bitch and she being her own thing. <laughs> you know, she's nasty. I always wanted to run like an illusion tribal. And it's there. Yeah. It's there, you know, and to put it like officially in Commander, I would say, because I guess you could have made an illusion deck. And, you know, there's illusion modern decks and stuff yeah, out there, nah, but... Yeah. To give somebody the front seat of getting out here and getting down with them she is nasty. She would have been better if she was multiple colors, but that's yeah. just me being I think green. that's just, you know, sh- they gave us a lot. They gave us a lot uh, for, for what it is. Also, with the illusion with her, you know, you could just get, like, Cathedral um, Calther Hall. It's that white enchantment. I believe it's five uh, corrected mana calls, two white, three generic. Whatever creature would enter, put a plus one, plus one counter on every other creature. That's already on the battlefield. Mm. So with your illusions, when they when they die, then, but then again, uh, the illusions don't they have plus one plus one for each other illusion that's there for I each think, illusion? I think there is an illusion that does plus off of that, but we do have like you know the chieftain. She doesn't make that, her that own in. illusions have that ability. Okay. I mean, well, she makes illusions that have that ability. That's right. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah we yeah. don't really need the wider <laughs> champion, but why not? You know what I'm saying? True. But taking it back to the showcase, uh, Sephiroth of her many hidden ways. The theme is really carrying out that we're going to venture into these dungeons, explore these dungeons of death, and her reanimation trigger. Why not pull some of this cool stuff that you could be tossing into the graveyard or sacrificing into the graveyard? Why not pull it back out there? And there's a lot of mechanics that are sprinkled in here that really do evoke this. No pun intended, but evoke is in the deck. You see the Shriek Maws, you see the Mole Drifters, and coming in and getting getting an effect and having that leave into the battlefield and triggering your commander. There's just... So much synergy in here. So much synergy in multiple ways is why I think that this this deck, it takes a little bit of a, you know, you got to know what you're doing. Yeah, you, can't you def- just pull it yeah. out, and, you know. This but. is probably the most difficult deck to run. Uh, maybe, like, I could see an argument for Prosper. Because, like, working with your exile is not, you know, first nature to any game. Mm-hmm. But um, this is probably the most difficult, the highest uh, skill cap. But it is also the most completed, like, pre-con out of the four. Like, it's very focused. It's very tightly uh, 
put together, even with some support too, like even though the set in itself did a great job at introducing Venture and giving it a mechanic to even add more support into this pre-con yeah. that just shows true is absolutely nasty. So in terms of Sephiroth and getting her first ability to go off, uh, popular mechanics and just playing magic or just popular playstyle sacrifice and discarding milling cards, all of this is a means to trigger Sephiroth in a way. And or trigger Sephiroth in general, they have cycling effects, surveil effects. So if I do a plane cycle to say fix my mana, dumping that creature into the graveyard is me venturing into the dungeon. But I think we should move into some of these new cards to really carry out the theme. And I'm going to have to pop it off with my boy Radiant Solar. Yeah. For five and a white, man. He's a 3-6 angel with flying and lifelink. And if he's on the field, he got bars. When Radiant Solar or another non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, venture. What? Whenever I play a creature, move through this dungeon... But I really, really, really like the last discard ability. You can pay a white to discard the Radiant Solar, who is, you know, a creature, which will trigger uh, Sephiroth. But you can venture, but why not venture again? Whenever you discard the Radiant Solar, you can venture and then gain three life. So say, and this is why, you know, looking into the dungeons is a big thing upon the deck. But say if you went into the dungeon that has the least amount of room, if you are venturing consistently and say your last ditch into venturing into the dungeon is discarding Radiant Solar. So I discard Radiant Solar, I completed the uh, dungeon, and I trigger Sephiroth. I can pull Radiant Solar from the graveyard back onto the battlefield, and I'm set to go to rush through another one. I think in this deck, this is almost like, I usually talk about deck techs where you can only pull out like two or three cards and be like, this is what the deck's trying to do. This is definitely one of them that's on the table. Yeah. Well, actually, um, do you have any idea, like, what is your go-to dungeon? Uh, like I said, my, my methodology with it was, I think, it's like, say early game, I think we should plus off completing the dungeons and getting things off. So I would go through the fastest one. But say late game. I think game, Annihilation is your fastest one, then. Really? So not the one that's, okay, what is the amount of rooms? I felt like that one was a little more. But you it doesn't. The right side of Tomb Annihilation is three. Like, you enter, middle, and then you're done. Like, you, you, the last one, you're done. Enter, middle, done. And I happen to think Tomb Annihilation is the, the best one for this deck. And why is that, sir? Because of, so, the issue with the pre-card, and we'll jump into uh, it deeply in a minute, but um, it doesn't come with any, like, sack outlet, really. So, that is the one, like, crutch of the deck. Like, how do we get these cool tokens or creatures on the battlefield? to go to the grave because what the precon does encourage is reanimation mm. or just cycling between the grave back to the hand or field. So Tomb of Annihilation says um, trap entry. That's the first room you enter once you start. Each player loses one life. That's not the highlight. The highlight is the next one. It's the middle room towards the right. It says discard a card and sacrifice an artifact, a creature, and a land. So if you're running um, you're in you're in Esper. So you're going to discard a card. You're going to trigger Sephiroth. You're going to sacrifice an artifact. That could be like a measly little like token, uh, treasure token or something like that. Uh, creature, you're in reanimation. So that is not a problem. You should have built the deck to take advantage of Sephiroth to bring the creature out. There's other creatures that let you do that, like borrowing. I'll get into that. Mm-hmm. And sacrifice away. Now, that's the tough one. I wouldn't actually like recommend 
this right side a lot if you're just trying to complete it the fastest, like consistently. Yeah, like eventually go ahead, but you don't want to kill off your land. That is the only downside. Mm-hmm. The final room is create the Atropal, a legendary 4-4 black god horror creature token with death touch. Now, every time we complete this, we're going to have to sacrifice the other legendary uh, token, which is more fuel for Sephiroth. I recommend the left side, actually, because the second room is each player loses two life unless they discard a card. So if you discard a card, plus off of Sephiroth. Mm. Uh, Sandfall, Sev, that's the room of the next one. Each player loses two life unless they sacrifice an artifact, a creature, or a land. That's more controlled. So instead of the right, it's, you know, I still get my sack out land, but it sacrifice one thing. I like this side. And then the right side is, once again, I mean, the bottom, the last room is make that legendary. Black, uh, 4-4 Black Horror. I definitely like how this fuels a deck, but this is why uh, Sephiroth is of the hidden ways, because I honestly would argue that regardless of what dungeon you take, you have, I mean, well, I think between one and two, it's wherever you feel the most. But during late game, I see myself personally running for the big dungeon almost every time. Like, say if I have a solo onto the battlefield and I'm putting creatures out, yeah. and I have a consistent means of really pushing through this dungeon, and that's not even getting through other support that's in here, uh, why not just go ahead and be casting these cards for free? Because you can really advance through this dungeon pretty fast. Because getting into another card, we have the Midnight Pathlighter, who's two white and a blue. Um, creatures you control can't be blocked except by legendary creatures, which is heat in itself. They also gave him a venture mechanic whenever one or more of your creature deal combat damage venture. So it only triggers once, regardless of how many creatures do get through. But as we were just speaking, in terms of accelerating yourself through this dungeon, if I've already played two creatures from Solar and moved two rooms, now I'm attacking, that's another room that I'm moving into. So you can see, not to mention if I have sacked this turn. If I've sacked this turn, that's four rooms. You know, so as far as racing through the halls, um, there's too many outlets that Sephiroth gives you to make the choice that you want to make. To add a little bit more to it. So when you complete a dungeon uh, fastest, I would actually just recommend the left side in general because in most commander uh, games you're going to be playing, it's four of you. So if you could trigger Sephiroth on your turn and then make sure you trigger her on the next three turns, your opponent's turns, by the time we get back to you, you complete the dungeon. And as long as you can consistently do that every round, every round you complete the dungeon, which means whatever you sacrifice in terms of a creature, whatever you discard it in terms of a creature. Exactly. She's going to bring it back to the field. This is essentially the like coolest, jankiest way to cheat in Esper right now. <laughs> right. And, and the support is there. And other people are losing. They they also have to participate in that room. Because it, it said each player. So it's just you're really the only one plus it at this point. You're an Esper. Get your life back if you lose life. And if you discard, say, a big enough threat to where it doesn't really matter, like, you know, say if you discard a Grave Titan. And damn, it's turn four, and I'm pulling this grave titan out of my graveyard. Exactly, moving forward, like yes, you may have Children, put turn the, four. Exactly, yes, yes, you may have put the target on your back, but this is almost to where you become the tyrant. It's like I don't care. Try me if you want to. Yeah, and you know, Esper tends to be like that. Obviously, <laughs> true. They true. like they tend to be like just its base value tend to be strong enough to be like you kind of have to go tyrant mode. You're you're heavy control, heavy to like death in Esper. It seems. Sephiroth is like, Sephiroth does not fail at it at all. In, in terms of support, um, we talked about in the, in the set review, 
a Hamna Pasar, a room harmonicon, so room a bit <laughs> room abilities were triggered twice. Just all the more support. If you're running through these dungeons, say if you're getting four rooms, say in the turn ultimately, or just a room each time, why not make them sacrifice two creatures? Exactly. Why not discard multiple things? And this is where also where I say you need to move into going into the big dungeon. Because why not cast uh six things for free or draw six things and be able to cast X things for free? Because you're essentially removing players' boards as you complete this dungeon. Because, like, the way we're recommending, the way this pre-con is, like, obviously, like, pushing you towards is that you want to take advantage, uh, you want to reanimate, you want mm. to, you're, in this game, when you play Sephiroth, your hand is now your graveyard, essentially, which is better in a lot of cases because it has no limit. So what you want to do is, as much as you can, is reanimate and cycle the creatures. And when it comes to black, doing that comes with the added benefit of, like, Butcher of Malachar, Dictate of Erebos. When my creature dies, your creature dies. Or when you're discarding Waste Nut, I'm getting mana. I'm making tokens. And not to mention, Sun Titan again makes it. Sun Titan. And Sun Titan is recurring it. Borrowing the (laughs) Undur, the new uh, venture. He's an Orzhov legendary creature. He also ventures in the dungeon when he enters. And I believe he can bring a card that's converted uh, mana cost three or below from the graveyard to the battlefield. He's another Sun Titan. You have uh, Nadar, the mono white dragon knight. Whenever he enters the battlefield venture or attacks venture, you have uh, based on the completed dungeons, creatures get plus one plus one. So exactly, I mean Sheesh. you gotta do that fast. You got pair harmonicon on top of room harmonicon. Come on, teleportation <laughs> circle. So, like, you want to, I want to, like, really, like, go for the big dungeons of this deck. Because I should be handling the field at, with just me trying to venture into the dungeons. I can totally see. And one thing uh, I like that we're pushing towards reanimation is I do think they gave you, like, a wide net of incorporating venture into the deck uniquely. But the one thing that they did hammer in was we have reanimation in here. Yes. Plenty and plenty and plenty and plenty of reanimation effects. We already have mentioned Sun Titan, but Karmic God is here. Karma God is here for more reanimation. You get Rary Arc as well. One card that I really want to bring spotlight to is the Doom Necromancer for two and a black. You can pay a black to tap it, sacrifice the Doom Necromancer to return target creature from your grave to the battlefield. First of all, this is a Sephiroth cheat code. Yep. So even if you have nothing <laughs> sacrificing him, I'm a venture with Sephiroth, and I'm going to go ahead and, and do back. what Sephiroth does okay. when I complete the dungeon. Amazing. And let's piggyback just a little bit more to show you just how crazy it gets out the box. Sun Titan is here. So me sacrificing this three-cost reanimator, three-cost uh, game shark Sephiroth, yeah. uh, I can keep doing it. I can keep doing it. There's too many cards in the, in the deck as is, you know and not cool. even getting into ads that provide a threat. Solomon. Uh, Solemn Sacrament and uh, Burnished Heart. Those two is as cool as this deck. I'm going to get a land with Solemn Sad Boy. And then when he dies, I'm going to venture. I'm going to draw. And, and then I'm going to venture into the dungeon. And then with Burnish Heart, I'm going to go get two basic lands, and I'm going to uh, venture into the dungeon. And when I complete it, let's say if I complete it off these two, because I'm, I'm going to do, like, recursion, why not? I could even chain it again. Like, I can lose Burnish, get two land, and then venture into the dungeon, complete it, get my 4-4 four, four, uh, Black God Demon, and then get Solem out the grave, get another land, sack him, with any uh, sack outlet, so you just put Rasir, Seer, Ashnod, um, 
uh, Phyrexian altar. Mm. Mm, don't worry, y'all gonna hear him again. You gonna need to, cause this deck's begging. Yeah, this deck is absolutely begging. They got unburial rights. Uh, unburial rights yeah. into the deck. So return target creature you control from the grave route to the battlefield. It has flashback. So why not do it twice? Um, also, the reanimation doesn't just limit itself to your graveyard. Um, there is necromatic selection that's in the uh that's in the deck. So four and three black destroy all creatures and return a creature from the graveyard onto the battlefield. It is a zombie in addition to its types. With a new commander rule as it stands, if somebody doesn't get rid of their commander in re- response to this, you have the option to steal somebody's commander. Oh, yeah. If it's onto the battlefield, so. Just more, he, you see things like victimizing the deck, sacrifice a creature, return something from the graveyard to the hand. So even though you have to work for Sephiroth's ability through venturing, the deck off-rip gives you too many options to, well, here's Sephiroth's ability. Here, here's Sephiroth's ability right here. You can get it right here. And I think that is, that's awesome. It's feeding you both the things, or at least the theme is strong. Venture, reanimate. What more do you need? <laughs> Being so strict, by the way. It's a, a very, like, staple Demir artifact creature, bird. Flying, he has flying death touch. When Balefur Shrix enters the battlefield, draw a card. Just, just another card to let you know, like, imagine the value you could be occurring just by reanimating. You got Ashen Rider. That comes in the deck, I uh, pre-con believe. Has flying. When Ashen Rider enters the battlefield or dies, exile target permanent. And he's just caused um, two Ozzol, so two black, two white, and four generic. That's okay, because we're cheating him out anyway. Cheating him out. And with all the things that we said, whether it's Unburial Rites or, or Victimize or, or the Doom Necromancer, there's option upon option to, damn, I just lost this cool thing in my graveyard. Well, don't fret. If you got five or more mana, there's a more than likely a chance that it's going to be right back onto the battlefield. Yeah. But honestly, Sephiroth really came to play. And there's a lot of new cards in here. Like, as, as we talk about the theme, they... I think it's so strong. They added some fodder because there are some cards that I think are cool in the deck, but I would take them out. Um, going into the new, this one that I'm about to get into definitely sticks in the deck, but just in subbing, you know, there there are some apparent ones. So Revivify, I think, is an awesome card into the deck. You roll a d20 and add the number of creatures into your battle, into your graveyard. The enter that were put into the graveyard this turn, excuse me. So add the number of creatures that were put into the graveyard this turn. From 1 through 14, you can return those creatures to your hand. But 15 plus, you can return those creatures back into the battlefield. And this only costs two and a white, I believe. So coming off of a board wipe, say, cost effective seven mana, I'm about to lose everything. You can pull everything back, everything that you just lost back. And that is, that's amazing. You have Rod of Absorption, which is a pretty good, um, Definitely my next one. But <laughs> is, it, is it game, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't necessarily, which is it's a little weird that this pre-card has a couple cards that I noticed, in my opinion, that doesn't necessarily fit the goal of the deck. Yep. But they're still great cards. Good cards. Like, Rod of Zorch is a good one. So um, it's three converted mana costs, one blue, two generic artifact. Whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery spell, Exile it instead of putting it into your graveyard as it's it resolves. Whenever you cast, but you good. Sorry, yeah, whenever mm-hmm. you cast. Uh, it has X, tap, sacrifice rod of absorption. You may cast any number of spells from among cards exiled with rod or of absorption with total mana value X or less without paying them mana costs. Um, just, you know, sometimes the pre-con is just going to give you some gems that does have, like, has nothing to do with the deck, honestly. You're, you'll be stretching yourself then trying to make it work efficiently. 
I just wanted to point out that card is pretty good. That card is fire. And I mean, maybe maybe not here, but if, if you're a Storm person like me and you know you got a good blue and red deck, uh, Rod is definitely about to make his way in Sapphire, I'm almost thinking about. But let's get into a wand that I think is just a gem overall. How do you feel about the wand of Orcus? Snogo, my boy. The wand of Orcus? I... Let me see. It's a uh, oh, is that whatever creature attacks or blocks it is zombies you control gain death touch until the end of turn. Yes, sir. Uh, whatever equipped creature deals combat damage to a player create that many two two black zombie creature tokens. Yes, sir. That's pretty cool. As fuck. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm mad it's black. Uh, I mean, if it was another color, it'd be cool. But I get it why it's black. As fuck. It's man. uh, it's cool as hell actually. Uh, just oh. in terms like we we get to it. Sack outlet. Sack outlet. Yeah, but I say that actually really does help the deck. It does. That's you, what I'm saying. It's yeah. a gem. Because since you can only do separates once per turn, you want to be able to have a sack outlet that you could pull the trigger on. That's why I, I recommend it, like Phyrexian Altar or Astronaut. But you want to be able to pull the trigger on everyone's turn. So you're gonna need sack outlets. So cards like Wand of Orcus is pretty good. Water Orcus is pretty good. Cards like um, Oro Mancer, the one that makes the snakes on the upkeep. Mm. Oh, Orpheo. Yeah, 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 Orpheo. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm no why that he ain't coming to deck because that would have been too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially giving them like yeah. everything in the pre one one venture each turn. Damn near. Yeah, exactly. Damn near. So I, I can I can get that. You can put like Indrik, Sar, Master Breeder. He's a five converter beta cost, one black, four generic, legendary creature, human, wizard. Whenever you cast a creature spell, put X, one, one, black, thrall, creature tokens onto the battlefield, where X is that spell's converted beta cost, where you control seven or more, sacrifice him. You're probably not going to control seven or more of him because you're sacrificing, getting your nice little, you know, draw triggers, your little aristocrat, blood artist, ping for one life, gain one life triggers. You're getting your... You sacrifice a creature because of dictative arables triggers. Like this deck has so many answers to just the game of magic. You can't play magic if you lose all your points. And one new card that does uh, work with the deck, and it almost escaped me, was the immovable rod. Uh, rod number oh, three. Yeah. You might as well say. Um, it costs a white. You can choose when to untap the immovable rod. When it does untap, you're able to venture. You can pay three and a white to tap it to as long as the immovable rod is tapped. Target permanent loses all abilities and cannot attack or block. The fact to turn off a permanent is really where, you know, my eyebrows kind of went up on yeah. this. Because you're going to get rid of the creature. So what's probably, what's the answer to this pre-card? Artifacts and enchantments that we can't target. Granted, you're in white, so we could get them. But uh, immovable rod is pretty good. And just think in terms of, shit, somebody got a combo piece. There goes, uh, what is it? Infinite Paradox. number two. Paradox engine. I'm about to turn that shit off. Yeah. But for four, turn that off. That is that is valuable in itself. They have man. like dragon tempest. They're about to put out twenty dragons. Turn it off. He, they have Utarva. They're about to swing and make hella dragons. Turn it off like you turn off the faucet, man. Yeah, that's all you awesome. gotta do is have a completed dungeon, correct? What do you mean? For a, mo- a movable rod, the condition for this effect to be uh, it has to be tapped. And you choose when to tap. Don't you have to, to also it. have a completed? No. Nope. Okay. Cool. Mm-mm. I don't think so. Yeah. No. Even nah. better. Even nah. Because I'm borrowing. Actually, I was mistaken. As long as you complete the dungeon, whenever he attacks, he'll get Sun Titan ability. Oh, okay. I kind of like that on him. Yeah. I do like yeah, that. He's on much him. better now. Well, no, he he's just a grip. Yeah. We gonna activate this and turn it off. Another thing to highlight amongst the deck is they added a fantastic slew of removal, like instant speed removal. The spark is in here. Utter end is in here. Swords is in here. So, in terms of some of the most absolute removal that you can get into the game, uh, 
they gave it to you. So there may be a time where, say, the board is heavy or, you know, my venturing, I'm taking a little slow. We at the end for too long and you can answer to something or respond to something, yeah. even if you don't have anything. Yeah. And I believe all of those are instant speeds. So you can keep it in the tub. Yeah. Definitely keep it in the tub. I would recommend since you're in blue, have some form of like protection. Well, blue and white, actually. So if you're going to, you know, drop that bag, go ahead and get Teferi's protection. Go ahead and get the good counters. I would even recommend Sider and a Trick Prime because your worst enemy here is going to be Bajuka Bob or any other effect that removes your graveyard. So, like, make sure you invest in enough responses to where you don't go graveyard crazy and then you're just out the game. Because one thing Esper doesn't do too well is go to that exile pile. I agree. I agree. And they don't have red. There ain't no deflector swat on this. So, absolutely, a trick bond is almost necessary. Yeah. Other than that, I would just really recommend uh, Blinks, man. Because I was about to say, let's get into the ad. I mean, let's start at the tippy top. Uh, sack outlets. Sack, flashback uh, Marauder. Put put a sack outlet in here that you can activate yourself to, oh. be, to be triggering off a, a, a Sephiroth. Like, say, you know, like we always do, what is the first things to be looking into adding to this? If I got it out the pre-card, you're going to have a good time with it out okay. the box, but sack outlets need to. Sack outlets is the first most important thing. Way. Whether it's Ashnods, Baseras here. Whisper? Whisper would go crazy in this deck. Another uh Sephir Sheet Code where you sacrifice two creatures, return creature from your graveyard into the battlefield, sack outlet, and like I said, game shark. Also, any creatures that like kinda can be played from the graveyard be well. Since you're going with like a lot of sack outlets. So you can go with that uh nether shadow, I believe. You can go with a new card, uh Death Tyrant. Yeah, Death Tyrant. And it'll make zombies. Okay. You know, that'll go that'll go cool, cr- yeah. pretty crazy. Real crazy. You want to go with, um, I believe, a zombie skeleton? Like play oh, reassembling? Reassembling. I believe, yeah, skeleton. I think that comes in the pre-con okay, as well. Cool, so man. they already Smart. they already try yeah. and bless you, man. They give it to you. So things that can be sacked, unless you have Orcus on something big and huge and you're making 13 zombies a turn. Or you want to go like Grave Titan. That's, I think, the next thing. Let's put some good reanimation bombs in here. A Grave Titan, because his essentially three creatures every we said time he two. enters the... Uh, Graveyard or attack. He's going to give you two more tokens. That's more token fodder. Uh, great. Shieldred. Oh, Shieldred, great. More game shark. <laughs> and doesn't Shieldred get to pick the graveyard? Like, I can stick yeah, one of your creatures. So come on. Come on. Why no, not? actually, no. It's, I believe it's just your graveyard. Yeah, it's just your Shit, graveyard. Either way, man. If I got Grave Titan in there and I put Shieldred down, come on. Come <laughs> on. Why not? You want to have uh, uh, other, re- other targets for recursion? Is a uh, Shriek Maw because whatever he enters is going to destroy target non artifact, non black creatures. Or Maw Drifter, which do come Maul in here for get, two get draws. Your grip uh, two cards drawn from the top of the deck. You have your Karmic God because he's all she's going to help you return, I believe, creatures to the battlefield as well. Mm-hmm. So whenever you recur her, you're bringing a buddy for even more sack outlets and more. And she the has the echo cost. So if you want to let her go, she's going to trigger Sephir. Exactly. You don't really lose. You want to go, I already said Fleshback Marauder, just the, when this creature enters the battlefield, players sacrifice a creature. You hurt them, you benefit off yourself. Well, just be clear to not go, like, don't OD, don't abuse all your, like, reanimations on your turn, because Sephiris is only going to trigger once. Mm. So if you're not doing it to, like, remove someone's board, calm, you know, you can relax yourself, you know, go ahead and slide in some protection, like Propaganda or Ghostly Prison, but, like, you don't have to just be out and, and expose, but, you know, keep your pacing. 
even in uh, moving some people around, you know, Lorcon and the Rakdos precon may make a nice little addition in the Sephiris if you're able to reanimate them, and then now you're still in any creature that dies and it's a warlock on your side. Um, I do like Sephiris in a sense that when you're playing reanimation, you can kind of, whatever you consider expensive, it gets very skewed, I would say, you know, because yeah. it's going to hit the battlefield for free. You can put Sora Conrad. Oh, oh, Mill and Hurt? Yeah, whenever mm-hmm. another creature dies or a creature card is put in your graveyard from anywhere other than the battlefield or a creature card leaves your graveyard, Sir Conrad the Grim deals one damage to each opponent. Which leads me to one of my ads. Um, I think Tegra would go nice in here, man. Definitely. I think Tegra and Sir Conrad is probably like bust. And I mean, we we didn't really talk about the self-mill, but you know, self-mill is totally a thing because since a creature enters from anywhere, if you do have any means where there's multiple creatures that have mill a card at one mana, mill a card and do this, uh, if you just want to make it, say, more so a mill than a sack, and everybody's milling with a card like Tegrit that can enter the battlefield, you can steal everybody's board. So I really thought about, hey, if anything, she she may come out of uh, Kethis and pull yeah, up over there. You can run, like, uh, Altered Dementia. So, like, Sacrifice Creature Target player puts a number of cards equal to the Sacrifice Creature's power from the top of his or her library until his or her graveyard. So you can self-mill, build other people, mm-hmm. still keep on procking Sephiroth's ability. Are you invested in like the reactivate the activated ability, like copy it, like Shriotic Resonator? Are you a fan for that? Because no, you know, Harmonicon and Room Harmonicon. You know, you know, I am. Hey, I'm a Parsha. I am, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth the event because there's so much in here that's already pulling out. You know, yeah. is am I just being greedy at this point? Like, is it a certain point where I have victimized this and like I have three means to say reanimate? hitting this for two i mean honestly i don't see why not i guess i would put it in there i would say because you know instead of having to lose because you still have, it's still a payment you know i'm still losing to trigger this shriotic resonator is at least i would say consider it because you don't have to pay to copy the ability like um it's often i don't know at least to me it's often kind of like mistaken if it says sacrifice a creature then do this Sacrifice is the payment. Shriotic Resonator does not care about the payment. It's just deactivated ability. So you activated it. So essentially you get the venture off of one creature's death. Or just off of discarded one creature. You get to go twice. On top of maybe you do have a Panhamara card. You could complete a room technically on your turn if you have it. Totally. Yeah, blessing. Totally. God yeah. hand. You could do it all just yeah, your I'm turn. I'm telling you, Radiant getting onto the battlefield like just coming out the box and looking at radio, I'm like, this is the first thing I want to get yeah. out of the graveyard. We about to fly through these damn things. But like you were mentioning, um, we're adding a lot of creatures like Grave Titan, Blink Effect. Um, we just got the teleportation circle that's out here. This does have access to Thassa. It has access to both, which means I can blink oh, twice. Yeah. So The precon comes with Soul Herder. So that's uh, the Azorius and the one generic just blink target creature when it enters the battlefield. Uh-huh. And like that effect is repeated often. So you have like lion's stone cloak, cloaker. Ooh, another um, another just creature I was thinking about. Uh, maybe the encore trick could go pretty cool in here. Around me, you know, say if you don't have something to reanimate, but to say swing wide and um, go ahead and pull it off because so if you don't have a venture trigger, uh, upon the creature sacrificing itself, that is a venture for, for uh, yeah. Zephyrus. Okay. Yeah. And I already thought about adding, you know, the worm coils, the trinner forms. I mean, making this deck like big and nasty. Will hurt your pocket, but it'll definitely pay dividends in the long run. I say, what, what makes Sephiroth so strong is that 
all it cares about is kind of like similar to Sircar, right? We just care if creatures are going into the grave. And am, am I mistaken? Is it just creatures? Yeah. Or is it okay? So as long cool. as it's, it's your creature okay. going into your yeah. grave, yeah. yeah. So that's what you really care about. So, and there's so many just accessible methods of doing that in magic Cycling. right now. Cycling, Cycling discarding, um, surveil, sacrificing. And um, we just said milling. You can loot because you're in blue. Uh, blue, blue loots. Nah, blue doesn't really loot. But I mean, shit. You, you got one fall. You got one fall, yeah. You got the Jason on the computer. Okay, computer yeah, windfall, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we definitely got a lot yeah, of so we gonna dip something and draw another grip. Waste not is beautiful. Maybe that's what I'm saying. Like, even though I think that sacrifice method is the most consistent when building a deck, yeah. and of course I would probably skew it to have more sacrifice than mill. I do believe if you were to have a hybrid, say a a mill sacrifice reanimation build of Sephiroth, it'll still prove powerful. Even if you went heavy mill, I think it'll prove powerful because you're still plusing off her effect. And this is why I mentioned earlier, she has many hidden ways. Yeah. Regardless of, of your, the way you want to float. <laughs> yeah, they know, really, she, they nailed that right there. They nailed her whole name in and just kit overall. And I will say the name of the pre-con because if you saw the set and was interested in going into dungeons, this was absolutely yeah, a pre-con she's gonna, Yeah, she's going to do it for you. No, she's going to do it better than every other uh, legendary creature leading the pre-cons. I'm not going to say outright every other creature, even, actually, now that I think about it. Yes, Sephiroth is the best venturer right now. Absolutely. Honestly. Yeah. Absolutely. I think Barwer maybe comes up second. No, uh, yeah, yeah, Barwer, because the, the Dar's just model white. And the fact that Sephiroth brings everybody together. Yes. That's yeah, really why it's yeah, like, yeah, you know, okay. I'm the goat out here. Yeah. Because Nadar, you want to do some cool stuff? I know you want to venture through these dungeons. I got you. Come up, come I'm on down. I'm kind of glad, like, we got our powerful wizard. Our dragon was strong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, I'm glad even in the debut, the Tieflings, I think everybody kind of came through and showed up. But this deck, I think even in the long term as well, you know, like it, it's going to be a popular one. It's going to be a popular one. I think even with considering commander cards that came into the base set, she's one of the strongest commanders that's coming out here. Yeah. She is. Is it Dream Hall, the model blue champion where like you can discard a card to counter? Or pay zero, pay something for free. I, think, I thought Dreamfall was the one where you could discard a card that shares a color. Yeah, you can discard a card that shares a color. Free ninety nine. Kind of, you're you're still on the, my train of thought here. Like <laughs> you, it's so many like good cards with the like awesome abilities. It's just the the risk of just discarded is so such a turn off. It's such detrimental. The Sephiroth like applauds you for it. They she rewards you for it. I wish you know I was able to help more clearly and more effectively on like which route to go but she truly no, does this embody is, this, her day and I think this is why this is a powerful command because we definitely gave her a props coming out the gate like whatever's floating your boat you have you have the option to go there you have the option to go there and the option to keep it and reanimation I don't think there is a bad reanimation motherfucker out here Mm-mm. when I think about it man and within her colors Esper is not Bad at all. The, the right, yeah. The <laughs> only way to mess Sephiroth up was not to make her Esper. She needed the nerfing. She needed the. This can only happen once per turn because we did mention like having the the grave packs and the Erebuses. Once you get to a point where you are like running, say a sack, uh, heavy build, you want to make everybody else pay too. Yeah, you want to make everybody else pay too, and that's that that can't be undermined in any way. Sack outlets, having a means to punish off of sacks, having a means to well, it already gives you already gives you a means to have fodder to sack with. And you can even, I can say you can go on heavy-handed on your bombs. 
you can go a little heavy handed on your bones because, like I said, if you add Whisper, the victimized, yeah, you can just throw reanimate into the deck. Imagine living dead. Like, you've oh. done all this dumping into the graveyard and then you live in debt. It's here. You thought I was going to win by mail, huh? <laughs> <laughs> or Rise of the, uh, is it Rise of the Dark Realm? With, yep, uh, yep, yep. But I think that's everybody's shit. But hey, you know, that's shit. Hey, 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 You're hey, the one hey. who's, you know, I've grown to accept, like, I'm the one who's going to benefit the most. So. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, some people may not see that. I think a lot of the things, like, you think about a new player coming into the game. It took me a while, I think, about, you know, a game that shouldn't be mentioned. You see uh, Destroy All Creatures, it's like, I don't want to lose my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but if you have a play style like this that inherits, like, I want to lose everything. In fact, I'm pissed that I drew Grave Titan this turn, even if I have the man right. to cast it, because it could have came down for the free 99. For the free 99. So, I think Sephiroth's top spot. How would you, uh, g- give me the ranking, Snow? Uh, we, we didn't cover them all. Go on, man. Top four, oh, man. One man. through four, man. So I'm still going to say, just in terms of like mass offensive power and like color combination, I'm going to say Rondris. Rondris is the strongest precon. Right. Like it, it being gruel made it perfect. It, it can come out fast because it's green. It can hit hard because it's red. And the mechanic of just creating these tokens. Um, I really think it's just unmatched from the other pre-cons. Mm-hmm. And that's, you would say, at its, at its max potential. Yeah, if you just like put max potential versus max potential, okay. you know, uh, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos is a is a Magic the Gathering player, and he's going against three other Jeff Bezos. So they <laughs> drop the okay. money. Nec- the, the deck's all foil. Yes. Oh, okay, I got you. Rodgers is still good mm. average the winner. Crashing into number two. Who is it? Sephiroth. Okay, number three. Number three is it's the night. It's Jalea. That's sick, man. And Prosper. Ooh. You know, I think I I think I'm the only thing I'm switching is I will put Sephiroth up top. I just think that she's scaled to this motherfucker's paying Sephiroth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> almost close to a Tarka, uh, uh, not a Tarka, a Traxa vibes. Yeah, but you how know, many, how many times have like you played Shieldred decks and like Managed. You're right. Like, and that that is heavy. I'm gonna make sure you don't have a board. But now she got more options. She got Shieldred plus this, and I mean, like I said, we talk about her many hidden ways. She could throw thumbtacks on your road too. She's extremely dangerous. She could uh, throw yeah. thumbtacks in your motherfucking road if she chooses. Oh to. man. Um, we talk about Blink. Oh, we didn't even mention Brago. That's a, what's his name, Brago. Like I can get real. Ignite you want to know why I'm going to put Rondis first here okay. in the matchup? Because I don't care about my creatures sticking. They're, they're, my, my token dragons, they're leaving regardless. You sacking them means nothing to me. You can't even really steal them because they're tokens. If you have that going in, Sephiroth. But what happened was it touched down and I had Warm Storm Sword. Hey, the sheer power and like quickness that Rondis can get here, I, I fully get like... Shit, we can go here here for days, man. But, you know, just uh, when we talk about options, you can have Warstorm Surge out here. Go crazy, man. It's a fierce protection. And, of course, that's one time. You know what I'm saying? But I still have this range of, you know what, saying no. Um, And, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Galia then Prosper. Which one do you think, uh, just with our deep dive, out the box? I'm a new player to Magic. Man, these Dungeons & Dragons pre-cons look cool. Which one do you think? Is, is the strongest. Say if I was straight worried about the tears. Oh, if I didn't level. have like the experience you to ain't play have, a deck? You didn't have the experience, but you say you wanted to get a good deck. Oh, uh, Jalea. Because like, 
if it, I, I'm thinking like amateur or like rookie versus rookie. Like Jalea is pretty simple. We're gonna put these creatures out. We're gonna put all these and cool even things. take it to like uh, a rookie going against a seasoned player. Because I mean, even if you do play with somebody who's per se a rookie, they can get to a point where it's like you know we gotta watch that. You know. Well, yeah. Well, I would I would imagine that experienced player just plays like a dickhead. As much as I love Voltron, I also <laughs> understand if there's a Voltron player, even if he's not a problem or she's not a problem, I'm just gonna. Kill the commander and make sure you never become a problem. It's way easier to, to remedy you than Zephyrus or Vondrus. We killing Vondrus is still that you're green. He'll, he can come back again. So, and, and protection. You got heroic intervention. I agree. You know, another thing just to mention too, even though Vondrus isn't a Voltron commander in a sense, he, he still deals with the same, you know, hey, I got a target on my back. Protect exactly. that man. Yes, very Protect instrumental. that man. I prefer a commander like that. I Honestly, I got into the commander game, the commander format rather, because it was just amazing to me, the idea that I could make this deck based around the commander. And whether I accentuate what they want to do or they accentuate the 99, I just thought it was amazing that like, this format was actually built around a leader in general. So... Any commander like that, whether it's Rotron or not, I love it. I agree. I think if you playing commander and you have a deck to where I don't have to cast my commander, you're in the wrong format. Yeah. If anything, cater cater to that dude that's in the zone, man. Or at least play five color. At least, you know, use that cop out. Don't I don't I really dislike seeing this personally. It's not bad. It's not like weak in strategy. I just don't like seeing commanders where they're there for the color identity. That's it. Like, I, you won't be seeing this commander yeah. come out. Yeah. Or you have hidden commanders. Like, I understand, boo-hoo, you know, I wish this was the commander or able to be the commander. Uh, overall, great set, great pre-cons. Uh, from what it's looking like, Indestride may be coming out with pre-cons as well. Oh. And you know, we're going to be back at it again. Back you know at it again up. with the white bands. <laughs> and you do know who's showing up. Hold on, Lord Tenicus Kaicus. White Azorius Werewolf God. You know, that's where my Batman God shows up. He's here to stop the werewolves, man. Y'all running amok in uh, Gotham. I hope he ain't pulling up on Tedekus Kays. He's pulling... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll give you your answers, Bats, but look, you ain't, you ain't about to come hey, over yo, here and hang time. me from nothing, man. Prep time. That's why we got suspense. Okay, okay. Yeah, you better work on that deck tech, man. I'm we prepared. We're going to get an artifact that does the same thing as a prison on the moon. See, Batman, the type of motherfucker that'll pull up with this fucking equipment. Protection from werewolves. Protection from. <laughs> <laughs> Any other car, you be like, this is trash. Look, 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 look. You want to know how bad Batman is? Batman going to pull up with another artifact that say all creatures on your opponent's field are werewolves. Facts. He come really right, with the cheat time. shit. Come time. You right. But it ain't no matter, man. I got these smash counters, man. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I squish them. But now you got Dark Steel Forge. Come on. And come on, man. Look how the world already gives it to us, man. Big drafts, big drafts. But we'll be back soon enough. You already know we got more deep dives coming for you. And we got a little break into Indestride, but I think there's still a lot to be talked about in the world of magic. So just, just wait. And thanks for listening. Thank you.